If it's going to be, it's going to be up to you. It's as if you have to wage war against the thoughts that want to distract you and rob you of what is rightfully yours. And that means if you don't do it, it won't happen. This does not mean that you have to do it on your own, but only when you make a decision to do something will you accomplish anything. So please stay tuned until after the intro so that I can help you and show you how to fan the flame and get your fire burning. Welcome to the Rise and Shine show where we help you to become the leader that you were born to be. The show is proudly brought to you by Sunshine Harvest. And now let's move on to today's episode. Hello, this is Yanni from the Rise and Shine show. Welcome to today's episode. And this is a very special day to me because at the time of this recording, it's the first anniversary of the Rise and Shine leadership show. So thank you for being with me and being part of the show. And I trust that you will always find inspiration and encouragement in this radio station so that you can take it, make it your own, apply it to your own life and so that you can see a difference in your own life because that is really my heart. That's why I'm doing what I'm doing and that's why I'm so grateful that you are with me. And today's episode is fan the flame so that you can get your fire burning. I had someone saying to me once, if it's going to be, it's up to me. Now I want you to put your name in there at the me. If it's going to be, it's up to Yanni. So please put your name in there. Now, what does this mean? It means is if you do not take action, nothing is going to happen. And it's as if you have to wage war against thoughts that want to distract you and rob you of what is rightfully yours. And this happens all the time. You have to be so aware of thoughts that are coming at you and to you all the time. So, you know, This doesn't mean that you can do it on your own, but only when you make a decision to do something will you accomplish anything. And that is like anything in in life. If you don't make a decision to do something, then nothing is going to happen anyhow. So you have to take that action, continue to take the action so that you can see progress. And as you are diligent, as you persevere, you will see results. You will see the difference as it goes. Now I'm going to share with you here something that a teacher said to his students uh, and, and I want you just to take note of this and I'm going to interject here and there with uh, my own thoughts and with my own input so that you can understand just to um, try to help you so that you can understand better and deeper what I'm really talking about. So now the teacher says to his student, this is why I remind you to stir up rekindle the embers and fan the flame and to keep burning the gracious gift of God, the inner fire that is in you by means of the laying on of my hands. For God did not give you a spirit of timidity or a spirit of cowardice or a spirit of craven and cringing and fawning fear, but God has given you a spirit of power and of a spirit of love and a spirit of a calm and well-balanced mind and discipline and self-control. Now, this is very important to understand here. Remember the title of our um, episode today is Fan the Flame so that you can get your fire burning. And when you 
do not stir up this gift that was given to you at the time of your birth, you will not be able to see results in your life. Because it's only when, as if you look at um, previous episodes, it's only when you receive or you acknowledge this gift that God has given on the inside of you, the day when you were born, even before you were born, he already called you for that. But it's only when you um, acknowledge and find this gift and then refine this gift. And part of this refining is to fan the flame continually so that you can accomplish something so that you can go forward. And what he says to him here in the second part, for God did not give you a spirit of fear. And that is very important. God gave you a spirit of power. That's the first thing that he says. So you have the power and the ability to take these thoughts that come at you, that wants to pull you down and what's, uh, that's trying to distract you. You've got the power to take those thoughts and say, no, I will not allow you to take me into places which I don't want to go, which God doesn't want me to go. That is why it's so important to see the, the significance of this where God says, I have given you a spirit of power. And then a, um, a spirit of love is the second point that he gives here that uh, the teacher says to his student here. And that's also very important because you and I have to walk, walk in love. And this is why what I've shared with you, what is on the inside of you has to come out. You have to multiply it, be fruitful and multiply it, and then replenish it and then distribute it and dominate the surroundings around you. And that is really what this is all about. If you do that in love, if God's love is really the driving force in you and um, causes you to do the things that you are doing, then you are on the right track and then you will really see results and you will be able to take people's hand, walk with them, encourage them, inspire them and see a change in their lives. And that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. I'm encouraging you, I'm inspiring you, I'm teaching you how to walk so that you, on the other hand, can take some other people again, the, the people that you have connections with, that are drawn to you for the fruits that you have. And that's why I'm always saying to you, you have something that I need. You have something that millions of other people need. It's so important to remember that always. And then the third thing is that God has um, given us a spirit of self-control, of a sound mind. And that's very important because if confusion comes in, and in, in the next episode, I'm going to speak about that more, about the confusion, but that's what, what uh, sort of these thoughts that are coming to you, it's trying to confuse you. And when confusion steps in, then you are not effective because you don't know what to do. That's really what confusion is all about, but we'll de deal with that in a future um, episode. So I'm going to share with you a little bit of my story and in fanning up the, um, the, the flame or fan the flame. Now, I grew up in, in Africa and I love the African bush and I spent lots of time in the bush and many times all by myself. At that time that I'm referring to now all, also I didn't have a girlfriend, nothing, so I would go into the bush and I would just stay there for, for a week, two weeks, and sometimes longer, and just live out there. And most of the times I would even sleep 
outside, didn't have a tent or anything, so I slept outside under the stars and my only source of heat was to make a fire. So take some of the wood, go and pick it up and then make a fire. And at night I would light the fire and in the winter time I would sleep right next to the fire to give me heat as well. So when morning comes, it looks as if the fire burnt out completely and all you could see is this white ashes. However, when the white ashes is wiped away, there was always a few little red embers left. And then what I would do, I would get close to the red embers and gently start fanning them. And what happened? They would start lighting up and soon a little smoke would appear. And suddenly a little flame would appear. And as I continued to gently fan the, the, the embers, I would just take a um, little kindling or some, some more wood and I would put it there and soon you would see a nice little fire going. And better still, very soon I would be able to hear the kettle, the water boiling in the kettle at that, that singing uh, sound. If you have never heard that, you, you're really missing out in your life. But that's amazing. But what I'm really... I uh, want you to get here is to fan the, f the, the flame, to fan those embers into flame because it looks as if they die. And if you're going to leave those ashes on it, those, those coals, those embers are going to die. They are not going to survive. They're going to completely suffocate and then you will have to light a totally new fire. And it's much easier just to fan those, those little embers that are still red hot underneath those ashes to just to fan them and to get the flame going again. It's much easier, it's much quicker, so it takes much less effort. Now just think, think about it for your own life. If you have to start over again every time you want to do something, you can't just move on and um, build on what you've already accomplished. It's not going to be so easy. And so that's why it's so important to know what the gift on the inside of you is and then really to stir it up to fan that flame so that you can get that fire burning so that you can have the drive and that you can have the assertion to get further so that you can have success but we're going to talk a little bit more about success in a while now again why would you have to fan the flame now if you look in the physical it's to get the air flowing and as the air flows over the members, it causes the, the embers to, fl to flame up again. And how do you stir up the flame in your own life? Now that's in the physical with a, with a physical fire. But how do you stir up the flame in your own life? You have to choose to speak life. That's point number one. When you know what your gift is, which I believe at this time you already know, you have to speak a life. Now, what does that mean? When you choose life, there's a reaction taking place. Now, at first, it's invisible, but soon it cannot be kept a secret anymore. If you want to keep it, call it a secret. It's not kept hidden anymore, and it starts giving heat and light to those around it. And that is our whole purpose. That's why I'm sharing with you. That's why I'm encouraging you and inspiring you to go ahead and share what you have with others because we all need you. I need what you have. And by allowing yourself to receive and accept thoughts of life, good thoughts, 
you change into a person who also brings life to others. And that's what I've been saying to you all the time. And, and that's really what this, um, what this also does. That's what happens when you do that. And the purpose of this is, um, and that's my purpose with you as well. I want you to go and tell other people. I want you to tell other people so that you can help other people as well. But now there's an there's a opposite side of this. If you choose to speak death, the flame dies. Or if you choose not to do anything, the flame is also going to die. And it's as if you pour water on the embers. It's got the same effect. The embers is just going to die a, sort of a slower death if you, if you just leave it. But if you pour water on it, it's just going to be very, very quick. But it's, all, it's got the same effect. I trust you get that picture. Try to get that picture in your mind. So by allowing yourself to receive and accept garbage thoughts, your whole demeanor changes and you even become either violent or you can run away in fear. So it's so important how you fan the, the, the flame or the embers to, to get the flame going. It's, it's so important. I cannot overstress this. Now, what do I mean by garbage thoughts? Now, again, I'm going to share with you a story from my own life. Now, this is many years ago. And what happened with me, the, the lady that I was with at that time, we broke up and she, she left home and so on. And obviously I was not happy about it. I was heartbroken and all that. But at times I would get these almost like violent thoughts. And I remember specifically the one day I was driving in my vehicle and all of a sudden it felt as if someone took a garbage can and it poured all that garbage into my head. That's the only way that I can describe it to you. And I've, I've remembered this all my life. And as that garbage thoughts, thoughts of, of you know, almost want to kill someone and want to strangle someone and anger, it just stirred up inside of me. And I knew, I just knew that these thoughts are not for myself. And all, as I was driving, I just cried out. I just said, God, please help me. And I'm telling you, the next moment, it's as if these thoughts just disappeared. If I didn't do that, I don't even want to think what the consequences might have been. I might have taken action on that. And that's many times how people go over and without thinking, they just go on their emotions and the stuff, the thoughts that are stirred up in their minds, they just take sort of just action on that. They just react to that. And that's not what you and I need to do. We really need to take these thoughts, we have to wage war against those thoughts because those thoughts want to distract you and those thoughts want to rob you of what is rightfully yours. It may seem and sound fine at that moment, but it's not. It's not cool. So that was a very vivid experience in, in, in my life and I really remember it till today. And that's why I can share it with you. And, you know, Yes, you can do it on your own, but I advise that you don't. Just cry out to God. Say, Lord, please just help me. Jesus, help. And he's there instantly. He will help you instantly. And just remember, I'm not talking about a physical war here. 
I'm not talking about a physical war, but you have to take your stand because if you don't fight for what is yours, it's going to be taken away from you. And recently I heard someone saying, they said, silence is violence. So if you do not take a stand, something or someone is going to take what is rightfully yours, they're going to take it away from you or almost in a violent way. They're going to jerk it away from you. They're going to not allow you to receive what is rightfully yours. This is very serious. I mean, this is serious in elections because that's why it's so important that you and I, that we have to stand up for good morals and good values. And many people today, even in the past, I've, I've spoken to many people where they just said, you know, uh, why should I vote? I don't know. These guys just do what they want anyhow. But it's not the truth. If you do not vote, if you do not stand up, you do not have anything or any reason to stand up and say, but I deserve this. This is mine. And I claim what is mine. Then you don't have any say in that matter. So that's, I mean, it, it cuts both ways. So it's, it's really uh, a serious Thing. It's really a war that you and I are waging and it's not against people because our, our war is really against principalities um, in the heavenly places. It's not against people. Yes, it comes through people, but it's not against the people. Now, here I'm going to give you again the teacher that speaks to his student. And I want you to replace your name in here again. Now it says, this command I commit you, my son Timothy it says here but put in your own name there so this command I commit to you my son according to the prophecies that were previously given to you that by these prophecies you might fight the good fight keeping faith and a good conscience which some have rejected and suffered shipwreck in regard to their faith now here it's important for you to remember I whether you're a Christian or whether you're not, I don't know. If you are a Christian, you will know that prophecies are very powerful. Now, in the Old Testament, there was one way of dealing with prophecy. So when a prophet came and he spoke, those things that that prophet spoke had to come true. If it didn't come true, the prophet would be regarded as a false prophet and they would kill that prophet. Now, in today's days, in the New Testament, it's a little bit different. And here Paul speaks to Timothy, and I'm speaking to you today, that you have to really uh, take these prophecies, this gift that God has given on the inside of you and other prophecies that, that might have been spoken over you. I've heard that I just have to take and put it on the shelf. And that's why many of the prophecies that God gave me, nothing came of it because I didn't do anything about it. So what pe those people told me is not the truth. I have to take those prophecies, and this is what Paul is saying here, that by them, these prophecies, you might fight a good fight, keeping faith and a good conscience, which some have rejected and suffered shipwreck in regard to their faith. Now, I trust you hear what, this, what Paul is saying here to Timothy. Now, but I'm going to explain to you. Paul says if you take these prophecies and you wage war with them, you fight with them, you take them and you move on, you um, press in and find out what God is actually saying and what he's really wanting to give you, 
That is the way that you have to get these prophecies fulfilled in your life. It's not just going to happen automatically. You have to do it. You have to press in. Nothing is hidden from you. Everything is hidden for you. In scripture, you have to dig in there and then ask Holy Spirit to help you to unravel these things, to open up these things. Because although they are, it seems as they're hidden, they're not hidden from you. They're hidden for you. And then he says here, some have rejected and suffered shipwreck in regard to their faith. So they rejected these prophecies. They didn't want to have anything to do with these prophecies or they even criticized these prophecies. And it says here, nothing happened. They actually got shipwrecked. Their lives might have been, I don't know what the situation was exactly there, but it might have been that their lives might have even been destroyed and that they didn't have anything or they couldn't accomplish any, anything in their lives. I don't know. So if you don't do it, it won't happen. Please remember that. You've got a very important part to play. It's not all about you, but it is also all about you. Because if you don't do it, it won't happen. And remember what I said in the beginning. If it's going to be, it's up to me. So please say that with me. If it's going to be, it's up to me. That's why you have to stir up the gift of God in you. Now, here are a few ways how you do it. In thinking, you are stirring up. Okay, number two, force yourself to think thoughts of joy. Don't let discouragement and all those things, don't let it take hold of you. and Don't let it force you to do things and, and think things even further that, that you don't want to think. Because just to refer to that, to that incident, um, with, with, the, with the garbage thoughts that came into my mind at, that I forgot to tell you. At first, it was just one thought. And I thought, <clears throat> and the moment I took that thought, it's as if I opened a door for a flood of all this trash that just was, I felt as if it was just poured into my mind. And that is why you have to force yourself to think thoughts of joy. Another point is to call up memories of good things you accomplished. That's a good way of, of looking at it. And then forcefully remind yourself of times when good things happened to you. Even if it was not a big event or a big thing. No matter how small it is. That's what I'm always uh, referring to. Even if it's the smallest little uh, thing that happened in you. A positive thing. Take that and glorify God and say, Lord, thank you for this. And you open yourself up to more. And then forcefully remind yourself to think you have a pure conscience because you are forgiven. It doesn't matter what you did in the past because Jesus forgave you. That's if you're a Christian. If you ask for forgiveness, you're forgiven. If you're not a Christian, you can do it. All you need to do is say, Jesus, here am I. Please be Lord of my life and start leaving your or giving your life over to him and let him guide and direct you. It's as simple as that. It's not a big thing. And you cannot first try to be good and all this. It's, there's nothing about this because he already died for you. And forcefully remind yourself to think you have a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. And you have to think on these things, these points that I've given to you here. If you need to get them again, just go, please go back to them and just 
jot down these points again because it's very, very important for you to take these things and to repeat them. Repeat them for yourself all the time so that it can become almost like a habit in you and just uh, a second nature, as they say, so that you can just do it. I'm just going to quickly repeat them for you. Think. In thinking, you are stirring up. Force yourself to think thoughts of joy. Call up memories of good things you accomplished. Forcefully remind yourself of times when uh, good things happen to you. Forcefully remind yourself to think you have a pure conscience because you are forgiven. It doesn't matter what you did in the past, Jesus forgave you. And then forcefully remind yourself to think you have a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. Now here, a word on this um, thinking or reminding. Now reminding, it's, it's like two syllables, re and mind. And remind is like you playing, replaying what's in your mind uh, over and over. And that is meditation. So you're rethinking the same thing. And this causes your faith to rise. And it also establishes a sound mind. And it happens by fanning the flame. That is really what, what fanning the flame is. That's what you, you just uh, rethink, you meditate on these things. And it's not a thing like in the Eastern religions where you're basically emptying yourself because when you empty yourself like that, you open yourself up to a, I'm just going to say a can of worms. You open yourself up to a spiritual realm that is not from God. It's the opposite. So just be aware of that. And here is another few pointers, six, that a teacher gave his student the following advice. So, number one, remember the things I shared with you and do not allow the wrong thoughts and conversations. So, these things that I've already shared with you, okay, remember them and do not allow the wrong thoughts and conversations. Thoughts and conversations because it starts with a thought and it go, goes over to conversations. Number two, you have to force yourself to think godly thoughts. Number three, avoid petty controversy over words, which does no good but upsets and undermines the faith of the hearers. Number four, study and be eager and do everything you can to present yourself to God approved and tested by trial. A workman who has no cause to be ashamed, correctly analyzing and accurately dividing and skillfully teaching the word of truth. Number five, by a but avoid all empty, vain, useless, and idle talk. For this stuff only leads people into more and more ungodliness. And number six, and wrong teaching will eat its way like cancer or spread like gangrene. And so it is with everyone who does this. This is the advice that this teacher gave to his students. So this is Paul speaking. He speaks to Timothy. And this is what he told him there. So by reminding yourself of the gift God placed in you, the fear, the doubt, the uncertainty will clear and just disappear. I'm going to say that again. By reminding yourself of the gift God placed in you, the fear, the doubt and the uncertainty will clear and they will just disappear. Okay. And now I'm going to give you something that was instructed to Joshua. This is in the Old Testament. It still applies today very much. 
and I I really love this 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 passage and this teaching or this instruction that was given to Joshua here, and um, I've learned so much from this. So I trust that you will get something from this as well. So please listen. So God, Joshua was instructed here. It says the book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall, and this is a command, it's not a request, you shall meditate on it day and night. And remember meditation, we said, it's rethinking the stuff all the time. So that you may observe, observe is to see and do, that's the action part, according to all that is written in the law. Now here it's important to note, he says here to Joshua, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. Now many people say you must speak, 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 speak all the time. But this is not what I get from this. It says here, it, the, the, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. So it will not go out of your mouth. So don't speak it, meditate it and remind yourself. That's what I believe this means. For then, if you do this, and the reason, let, let me just quickly throw this in. The reason why I believe it should be like this, because if you take everything that I give you here, and you just say, okay, I'm gonna apply everything that Yanni shared with me today. You just take that and you just apply it in your life. I can almost guarantee you it's not gonna work. Now this may sound contrary to what most people will teach you. Now the reason why I'm saying this, if you don't take what I'm sharing with you here, you go and study it, you make it your own, so that it really becomes one with you. That's the only way and the only time when it'll start taking effect in your life. That's why many people, I believe today, are struggling because they like parrots. They receive something and now they just want to parrot it and they think it's gonna work. No, it's not gonna work. You really have to go and spend time. You have to get what I'm telling you here. You have to make it your own so that it can come alive on the inside of you so that you live it. It becomes yours, yours personally. That's why it's so important. That's why I'm repeating this stuff all the time. This whole series that we've been busy with. It's all to build you up, to help you to walk the walk so that you can know how to walk the walk so that you don't stumble and fall. And even if you do stumble and fall, it doesn't matter. This will help you to get up and to move forward. So that's why it's so important not to just speak this stuff. Okay, let's move on. Thanks for, for bearing with me there with that, with that little rant there. Because then he goes on and he says, for then, if you do these things, if you meditate on the word day and night, and you observe and do according to all that is written in the law, for then you shall make your way prosperous. And listen to my emphasis, you shall make your way prosperous. And then you shall deal wisely and you shall have good success. But there's a condition. God spoke to Moses three times. He says here, be strong, vigorous, and very courageous. So that I implore you to, do, to take today and to do. You have to be uh, strong. You have to 
be vigorous. You have to be very courageous. You should not be afraid, neither be dismayed, because the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Remember throughout, I said to you, you, you don't have to and you cannot do it on your own. God is with you wherever you go. Just leave everything in His presence so that He can help you to get the stuff going and you will accomplish everything. Now, here I'm going to give you a little bit of note of the success here because here he says, and you shall have good success. Now, this is a, a note in the, in the Amplified Bible. And it says here, this is the only place in the early English versions of the Bible where the word success is found. Now, the secret of success is given in what I've already shared with you. All these things that I've shared with you, I've already um, given it to you. And that's really the secret of this. And what is the secret? The secret is now that it's opened up to you, but you must take that and you must make it your own. And number two, Joshua accepted his place of leadership without misgivings or doubts. God gave him a position of leadership here and he just received it. He didn't quibble about it. He didn't have any misgivings about it. He didn't doubt his, his ability in God that he can do this. And this is also required from you. And God's will for Joshua was also his own will. So Joshua took to God's will and he made it his own will. And he did not hesitate. He did it immediately. When God spoke to him, he immediately did what God told him to do. And to go all out for God was already habitual with Joshua. And I trust it's already habitual with you. It is the unfailing prerequisite of eternal success to really do what God tells you immediately. It's, it's very important. That obedience is very important because Jesus says, if you obey my commands, then you show that you love me. Okay. Now, there's also something about what God said to him here. He said, be not afraid, neither be dismayed. Now, what this made means is basically to lie prostrate, to lie stretched out on the ground with your face downwards. That's what God is saying to, to Joshua. Don't let the circumstances get you to a place where you, you just give over and say, oh, I just give up. That's not what is respect or expected of you. It's, it's to not be there. Do not be dismayed. Dismayed also means to break down by confusion and fear or to be discouraged. Don't be discouraged. Don't break down by confusion. Remember I spoke about confusion. In the next episode, I'm specifically going to speak about confusion because confusion is really there. It basically means ruin. That's what it really means. Uh, um, confusion what it what it means and you have the same opportunity and you can do the same as what Joshua did there you can do exactly the same and remember you already have everything on the inside of you you've received it even at the time of birth you received everything that you need to accomplish what God gave you birth for that gift that's on the inside of you you've received everything you need to accomplish what you need to accomplish. And all you need to do is to choose to do it. 
that's really all that you really need to do. You just have to choose because remember, if it's going to be, it's up to me. If it's going to be, it's up to you. So remember to put your name in there. And yet just a side note, I want you to get a visual picture in your mind of what God is telling you. As I'm speaking, I trust that the Lord will help you to get that visual picture in your mind of what you need to do, of what God wants you to do. And also get a physical picture. If you, even if you get that picture in your mind, get a physical picture of, of this or more than one picture, multiple pictures, it doesn't matter. Or write it in big letters or print it in big print. Print it out and then you put it up on your wall or behind your door, your bedroom door, when you close the bedroom door and leave it there. Even the, the, the bathroom door. Put it behind the bathroom door so when you go into the bathroom, you close the door and you can see it. You have to keep it visual in front of your eyes day and night. It's so important and that's what it means to meditate. And that way you will be able to walk with God, abide with God day and night. You will never be that your thoughts just stray and that they just go all over the place. And you can also create a vision board to help you. Now, uh, Judy, my wife, she specializes in vision boards and you can visit her website to learn more how to create a vision board. So I'm not gonna deal on this and it's more a visual thing anyhow. So you can go to her website. Her website is wealthisadecision.com. Wealth, W-E-A-L-T-H-I-S-A, D-E-C-I-S-I-O-N.com. Wealth is a decision.com. And there you can go and learn from it a little bit if you want to do that. That's a great help. It's a great resource. And there's some good resources there that will help you. Now, why do I say all these things? It's so that you can see and do what God's word says. It's so important to have this visual stuff because as you have this visual stuff in your mind, it just helps you, it just propels you. Now, why is that then? So you can have supernatural results right here, right where you are. That is so important. But remember what you are doing here. You are fanning the flame with these pictures, with these visuals. You're fanning the flame all the time. Now, this, this way that I'm giving you here, you cannot take any credit for the results. Now, why am I saying that? Because it's God that is working through you to accomplish His will and establish His kingdom here on the earth. But remember, you've got a part to play. And it's up to you whether it's going to be or whether it's not going to be. I really trust that this message helped you a little bit as I just shared with you parts of my own life and shared what came through me. Please uh, share this message with a family member or a friend that you know that might need this and help me to get this message out as many to as many people as possible so that we can get people and get them raised up so that they can help others as well so that we can really have a community, a, a, a nation, a world where people are flooded with, um, with good stuff, with good news. Thank you so much for listening and thank you for being part of this, of this station. I really appreciate you and I'm looking forward to chatting with you in the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning into the Rise and Shine show today. 
please hit that subscribe button and share this podcast with your friends and family. I'm looking forward to seeing you in the next episode.